Hey everyone, it's Matt and Lucas. We got a quick announcement for you. As some of you may have noticed, we've been kind of alluding to revamping the website a little bit um, and adding some new content on there. Super excited to announce as of this episode, we are officially live with the website. Go check it out. Thanks for playing .live. We got a lot of exciting written content on there from everything covering from, you know, our reviews like on Hogwarts Legacy, some think pieces, some reviews on games we're not even going to do for the podcast, but exclusive to the website like uh, Destiny 2's Lightfall and a lot of other great stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's very exciting. You know, uh, it's been a lot of work basically this year. Matt and I made it a big goal for the podcast to actually have more written content out there. Um, you know, for those of you who've been listening for a while, we've always been in growth mode, you know, trying to promote the yes. pod, trying to get our voices out there. And thanks for playing Dot .live. Um, we're looking to turn into a real content-driven website with, one, all of our regular reviews that we do. So you could always check there for basically the written version of every review we do for this podcast. But additional reviews that we don't have time for for the podcast that are covered by a wide variety of our contributors. Um, Hot Mickey, as you know, a contributor uh, Chambers, who's been on this, um, producer Sam, um, Hyalette, Orion, a uh, lot of great people, including some new voices who maybe you guys haven't heard of before. So check out Thanks for Playing Live for the latest and greatest in video game, nerd culture, movie, TV content, and we hope to see you there. Now for the episode. Hey everyone, it's Matt. And this is Lucas. And this is Thanks for Playing. The podcast where we break down the most iconic video games the world has to offer. Ah! Woo! I feel like I haven't actually been in a recording in a minute. Yeah, it actually, it actually has been a minute because we had... Because the, the one that we came out last week was... Um, we recorded that like a month ago, over a month ago. I had to pick and up your I think fucking was, slack. I know. I was in Denver. Then you guys did the zeitgeist <laughs> without me. And then I think there was one before that, too, that for some reason I wasn't on. I can't yeah. remember. Yeah. Me and Mickey had a solo episode, dude. We did. Yeah. In this whole did. time span. Yeah. That was no, we one. released Hogwarts two weeks ago, right? I was on that. Yeah. Yeah, but it feels like we recorded that three weeks ago. So it's been it's been a minute. You, you can't get it away is. from it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Matt, the people are happy to have you back. You want to you wanna do some classic... Matt Rockaby hosting here, introduce some of our, our peeps on the pod. Oh, I'd love to. <laughs> All right, everyone. Um, we got Hot Mickey here, standard issue. Hot Mickey, what it do, baby? What What's up, everybody? Happy there to be we back. Go. And we are joined as well by Robert. Put him in the chambers, nutting in Paris. <laughs> is, that, is that what we're using what? to introduce him? I, is that his name? I actually, I actually changed my Discord to be more professional. Now it's nothing in Paris. Nothing. Oh wait, that's sick. Is it really? I didn't even notice <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, I changed. I know. I wanted it to be as seamless as possible. So. Well, you went from having like a super hilarious trolley name to like a deeply cryptic, potentially sad philosophical. <laughs> name well, it's like nothing in paris nothing in paris all my Pretty like good. my my gamer tags will be unchanged but my discord you know uh, i'll be a public facing nothing in paris from now on you know you know what's funny okay so i'll just i'll go into i'm skipping over to step three here but 
Okay. We, we, were, we were playing Smash this weekend, right? All four of us. We were playing some Ultimate. Bro, before, before real we quick, watched, or finish your story. Uh, we're, we're playing, just so the audience knows, we were playing Smash this weekend before we watched the Mario movie, pre-gaming it, getting blasted. And what, I, what will happen sometimes is when we're playing video games, I'll sometimes call you guys by your tags. I think we all do that to a certain degree. Like... Mickey, I'll call you Teals sometime. I'll just, Teals, we'll like yell that Teals. out at you. Oh God, yeah. Mickey. Um. <laughs> Blew the mic out. So I'll call Mickey Teals. I might call Matt Fro Frosty and I'll definitely call, I might call Eddie Tilt or something. Actually, I don't, I feel like I don't call him that very often, but I did call Chambers nutting in Paris like a couple times, I think. Like I just screamed yeah. it. Yeah. I don't know. Like I, it, it surprisingly rolls off the tongue very easily. <laughs> it's just like screaming it in a smash setting. Anybody else get that? Was it just me? Nothing just me, It does nice. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, though, you know, we were playing Smash this weekend, and I realized something about you, Lucas. What? It's you hate actually, me? I guess it's more of a, No, no, no. I guess it's more of a. Maybe. It's more of a me thing, actually. But I realized the only person that ever gets to me when they trash talk in video games is fucking you. <laughs> why? <laughs> I don't know why. Dude, I, don't know I, I why. could see it. I could see him getting a rise at. I think just because like <laughs> I've talked to you so much the past four years that like you like unintentionally know how to like push me in just the right way, even if it's not intentional. And like, like it's just subconscious at, at this point. And like just like from like all the debates like like you'll be saying something and i'm like oh, fuck this guy and like his podcast like his podcast <laughs> takes suck too and like i just start like going to my head like man fuck lucas like, just going in going in mickey you yeah. missed you missed this i'm glad you brought this up matt you missed this because mickey cause I you did, weren't I, there i did earlier. miss the early part because i was busy earlier in the you, night yeah yeah but we we were playing and like matt did the thing where he's playing his main He's not winning. God, even now I'm so he's, he's Matt's playing his main. He's not winning, so he switches to f- quote fun characters that he's never played before. I was losing way, anyway, as bitch. A, as a way to guard the ego. Like I'm as just a way playing to cope. Mega Man. He's coping. As a, I'm just playing Mega Man. It doesn't matter, you know. And so you pick Sora. So then I pick Sora, who I also have not played. And then I won that one. And then you got really mad. I could tell you were fuming at that point. <laughs> I'm angry now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mickey, what do you think, man? That's that's classic. That's some good stuff right there. That's how it's that is classic. I, I've yeah. I've definitely done shit like that. Like if my opponents as we like start switching off characters and they pick a character, it's like, wait, I'm a little interested in that character too. I'll play him too. <laughs> people get, I didn't so get mad mad. that you were picking the same character as me. I got mad that you're like, oh look at Maddie. You were like calling me out. There's like, look at Maddie switching characters. Oh, oh. I was just like, oh man. I almost I almost chose violence that night. <laughs> Oh uh, man. Anyway, why were we playing Smash that night, boys? What was the what was that event leading up to? Dude, we were teasing ourselves for the greatest, officially greatest animated film of all time. Officially. <laughs> by one metric. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely no. not. If you go by no, if you go by money, officially. Oh, yep. actually, I made a TikTok on that today, which reminds me, everyone, before we get into that, into the movie. Um, if you want, you know. We're pretty active on the socials these days. You know, you can come follow us on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram at TFP Podcasts. That's at TFP Podcasts with an S at the end. You should just email thanks for pod at gmail.com as well. Um, and our, we have a website, thanks for playing.live, which oh, we might yeah. do a pre roll and talk about more. 
I think. We, or do you by want the to time this now? is done, by the time this episode's done, when this goes out, we will have done the pre-roll, so we're good, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. There's a website now. It's cool. Check it out. Yeah. Well, there's always been a website, but it's like it's like a thing now. Yeah. yeah. It's cute. It's a big thing. Yeah. yeah. We'll talk about it in the pre-roll. But um, shit. Lost top. While, while we were playing Smash beforehand, Mario Smash, movie. We were playing Smash beforehand. Why, why were we playing oh. Smash beforehand? It's a me. <laughs> <laughs> Mario movie, the best animated movie of uh of all, all time. time by um, the most important metric. How much money did it make? Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, I. <laughs> it's interesting. The Mario movie. It had a. You know, I think everyone was clowning on it at first. It was like the first trailer came out. We found out it was Chris Pratt. And we were all just kind of like, Pissed. whatever, Pissed. Pissed. And then we all saw the trailer with the Rainbow Road. And then we all realized it was, it was going to be the greatest movie of all time. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very one-to-one switch. And um, yeah, boys, I, I would just love to know, like, what were your first reactions around there being a Mario movie? Oh, man. So the have you guys seen the 1993 live action Mario movie? Anybody here? Um, Show only portions of it. No. Portions. Okay. Me too. I've seen portions of it as well. Um, I watched the movie when it was actually on TV one time when I was really young. And it is a complete shit stain on the Mario Nintendo like legacy completely. And I think like Nintendo was so afraid of going into feature films for so long because of that. And also like the Super Mario Brothers Super Show, if you guys have ever seen clips of that. The Zelda animated that series. From oh, the Zelda 80s. animated series, yes. All of it so, so, so bad. All shit stains, right? Was Nintendo and, involved in any of those? Well, they were involved in so far as they licensed out the stuff to, okay. I think, uh, just American companies to, to okay. make the media. But they had and no this whole- process behind the creative aspects of it. Yes, and in this movie, you saw like the opposite. Like Shigeru Miyamoto's name was on the front of the movie at the very beginning, and it was like, "Holy shit! Okay, we're in for a good one." And like, I think I was really bearish on the movie coming out when I saw the first trailer, just like you said, Matt. But man, when that second trailer hit, when you started seeing some of the animation, like chops from Illumination and stuff, it was like, "Okay, this movie actually looks like it'll be fun. This movie actually looks like it'll have like good homages to Nintendo. I'm ready for it." You know, so I was stoked. I think we got we got five people together for this movie. We got IMAX tickets, and uh, it was off to the races from there. But what'd you guys? What what'd you think, Chambers? Uh, I was I was cautiously optimistic. Um, Chris Pratt alone is probably the one thing that made me uh, cautious. But honestly, are you not a Chris Pratt guy? Not really. Can, can we finish your point, Chambers? But I want to talk about that. Just okay. like in. Just Chris Pratt in general for a minute. <laughs> yeah, man Dude, wants to talk so about Chris Pratt. For he's me. like mega religious. Um, okay, so take that for what it's worth. Um, he he got divorced in the last couple of years. Oh, Darn him for being a statistic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's not. I don't think. He, I'm just not a Chris Pratt guy. I thought the Jurassic okay. movies he was in were mid. You know, so okay. And he doesn't sound like Mario. That's my, that's the biggest thing. But, okay, that's good. That's good enough. Yeah, but I thought about it. I thought I don't want to hear the regular Mario voice for an hour and a half. So, I guess whatever. I'll take Chris Pratt. So I was I was pretty hyped, um, regardless of Chris Pratt going into this. Um, overall, okay. gotcha, gotcha. Um, 
Hot Mickey, your initial thoughts, then we're getting into Chris Pratt for a couple minutes. <laughs> yeah, I, I also want to point, like, when I saw the first trailer, and, well, first is, like, when they announced the casting of it, and just, it opens up with Chris Pratt as Mario, like, oh, God, no. And yeah. then it said Charlie Day as Luigi, like, that that's a really good casting. I, I love that one. And then it showed Keegan-Michael Key as Toad. I was like, that's a weird one, but hilarious. Uh... Jack Black as Bowser, I was through the roof when I heard that casting, like, and he ended up killing it. I think Jack Black was the star of the show, uh, star of the movie. I, he, I, I think agree. he did. I think he did yeah. incredible as Bowser. And then uh, Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong was just hilarity, which I actually think I got tired of it by the end of the movie. Okay, I'm actually we're going to put Rogen. a pin in that because I'm <laughs> okay. ready to go off. I'm ready to tee off on that. Okay, Ooh, Super okay. Mario Golf style. I just got to say, hearing Seth Rogen's laugh come out of DK Dude, yeah. was like one of the best things I've ever like, I fucking visually lost and audibly like, experienced. It was just so... Like he definitely tried to sound a little different, but his laugh slipped and it's, I fucking lost iconic. it. His laugh is too iconic. Chambers, can we mod the Smash setup to put Donkey Kong, like Seth Rogen laugh on Donkey Kong when he like fares somebody? I think I can do that, yeah. Or maybe DK done... Punch. Like, when Incredible. you put the punch, replace that sound effect with the Seth Rogen <laughs> okay. laugh. I think oh, it would work. No. Yeah. I haven't done mods to specific, like, move sounds, but I'll, I'll work on that. for. Well, the, yeah, you have. Instance. The Ganondorf no, well, Wizard Punch. I didn't, I didn't make that. I downloaded that. Um, okay. But I'll, I'll, do, I'll do it for you. I'll do it. Okay, nice. thank you. I love thank it. You. That'd be great. Um, all right, Chris Pratt. So what's, like, you know, the verdict on him. I just know him as the guy I liked in Parks and Rec and so, as um, Star-Lord. He got okay, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you, I'll tell you my like. more recent like thing, negative news cycle Chris Pratt thing was that he was on Instagram really advocating for, um, for those of you that live in LA or for those of you that are, you know, familiar with California politics, he was really advocating for Caruso. Um, for being mayor of LA. And he was posting stuff about like the homelessness crisis in Los Angeles. And well, a lot of, to be fair, a lot of celebrities were doing that during the recent mayoral race. But when Chris Pratt's talking about the homelessness crisis from his like big ass nice house on like the West side, it comes across not very great, I think. I remember that was a recent thing. But that, you know, I, I can't really blame him for that totally because other celebrities were also doing the same thing, complaining about certain problems of Los Angeles through their lens as very rich celebrities on the West side. So there's a little bit of that going on most recently in the Chris Pratt cycle or news cycle, I should say, but I, that's all I got really. I know he's really religious, but I don't think it's like, you know, he's not Mark Wahlberg, Ash Wednesday, good morning, America religious. I don't think he's going that route, but I can see so Chambers kinda, doing some intense Googling right now. He's probably got yeah, a headline for he, us. So, he he is a Jesus freak, but he's not, quote. I'm putting up air quotes right now. If you can't see me, he's not a a religion person. So, um, <laughs> okay, I love that okay. answer. Yeah, he's more Great. spiritual. I guess I know he's dating a or married to rather Schwarzenegger's wife. That's an interesting no, power play. I thought it was his daughter. Or excuse no me, his way. daughter. <laughs> I was about to say Matthew. Come on, man. My wife's that, boyfriend. That was a- <laughs> It's <laughs> just a fucking short snake. just like a, a low key cuck, <laughs> um, which is an interesting power play. I suspect we might see a um, a, a governor 
Governor Pratt <laughs> Governor in his future. <laughs> yeah, dude. In his future. They're pretty great. But, uh, okay, cool. Yeah, I just want... I feel like a lot of people hate him, but I never really like dug deep enough to have any opinion beyond what I've seen him in for sure. He's also uh, really into bow hunting. Um, yeah, uh, honestly, I think it's more of... There's nothing Chris Pratt has done that has like any... In my opinion, for me, no crazy weight to make him like super problematic or strange or weird okay. or not worth like he's in the movie. That's fine. He's an A-lister. They need an A-lister. He's in the movie. It's like to me, it wasn't a big deal. I'm just happy that for Mario, he it wasn't distracting. I don't know if you guys felt that way, but I, in I this agree. movie, he actually my, it was a big worry of mine that Chris Pratt would be a bad Mario voice. But he does the Italianness Mario thing a little bit, but it's not distracting that's the main point and then the other noxious everybody else was pretty solid everybody else was actually good so i think it i think it worked out pretty well yeah i i agree and you know they kind of did the fun play where they went with the big in the beginning of the movie there's a commercial for the mario brothers like as a plumbing service and they went just very hard on the italian yeah um i think that was kind of them almost poking fun at themselves and a little bit like you thought yeah you fucking thought yeah <laughs> that was cool um but i thought honestly you know i think i mean it, rogan killed it for, for me personally i just thought it was funny uh jack black killed it but i don't think anyone had a really bad performance yeah per se. i agree um before we jump into like you know i know we've skipped we skipped around here a lot in terms of like our personal experience watching the movie the movie itself um i want to talk real quick guys before we dive in to the movie itself actually about mario games real quick so in terms of mario games you know mario as a character how are we feeling about mario as a character you know i know he's a complete iconograph i saw that um over 90 percent of millennials he's the most recognizable iconographic character um, in pop culture for again 90% of millennials pretty insane it's one of them he's one of the most recognizable people on the planet internationally um do we have some favorite mario games chambers what's your favorite man um galaxy is up there um i i thought the i mean every every one of those like huge mario platforming games like odyssey as well are insane but galaxy is special to me i remember getting a Wii for Christmas along with Mario Galaxy and Wii Sports. And oh, hell yeah. I'll, besides the nostalgia, I think the the uh, the platforming in that game is really beautiful. But um, that, if, I don't know if Smash counts. I'll put Smash in there too. Yeah. Does Smash count? What do mm-hmm. we think? I'm not going to let you get away with that All one, right. Chambers. <laughs> D- Double Dash, does that count? Double yeah. okay, Mario Kart. Those are those are Mario games for sure. Okay, if it's in the title, I'll allow it. All right, yeah, we'll we'll go with Double Dash. Then. Yeah, okay. I uh, Mario Power. I tennis gotta say, Matthew. boys, <laughs> Mario. Well, it's actually a, the the official title is Mario Tennis Power Tour for the Game Boy <laughs> Advance. Um, arguably one of my top five games of all time, and I'm not even kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I have tried several wow. times. I think a, a three or since we've started doing the voting. I think three or four separate times I've tried to get it voted in and it never gets voted in for the game we play. <laughs> we can do um, it. We can do it now. We have the website. Think peace. We you can. Know, yeah. It's layer review, all that. <laughs> but I, I genuinely adore that video game. It is, I, I must have played it, put at least a week's worth of like 
game time into it, you know, like seven 24 hour days worth of game time into it without a doubt just through the years. Cause it was like this one game I always came back to like from the time I got it up until probably the time I left college where I didn't have my game boy with me anymore. I would just occasionally pick it up and be like, Oh, this game's great. Like <laughs> you left behind your game boy when you left for college. I think so. Dude, yeah. what? <laughs> Why? I think I brought my DS. Instead. Was that like you growing up? Like, um, yeah, it, no. sounds like, it sounds like a growing up moment. <laughs> I think I, I think I took my DS instead. You gave Woody away. I was also an anxious stage. mess when I first got to college, so I probably did leave it back because I was just so like freaking out about everything. It's a story time for oh, another day. Wow, um, I know this. Yeah, I was little 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 Maddie boy was not ready to take on San Diego wow. at all. Wow. Yeah. Hang yeah. on. What are you? You we got. We gonna talk about this later? Or are we gonna put a pin in this? We'll, we'll bring it up later in the episode, actually, because I feel like you dropped. I feel like you dropped a big one on us right now. No, I mean, yeah, you know, I just oh, okay. I'll I'll get into it. We're waiting for Mickey to get back, anyways. Uh, <laughs> he's, taking, he's taking a shit. Really off topic. Mario moving to my college experience. No, freshman year, I was just like, I don't know. When it when it finally came time to move down for school, I was just like, I did not feel ready at all. Like to kind of like just leave the nest, basically. Um. And I was just like, the first week was just like, so it was scary for me. And then Did thankfully you? I got settled very quickly and I met some cool people pretty quickly. So it was fine. But like those first few days, I was just like, fuck, like, what am I doing here? Really? Did you know yeah. how to do laundry? No, I, I literally knew nothing oh, at that time. Fuck, I didn't know how to dude. cook. I didn't know how to do anything. Wow. You're just burning eggs like for <laughs> a, a month. Well, I knew how to make eggs. Well, I mean, it's oh, freshman you, year, so we had like your stomach you know, plans anyways, and stuff. So. But now they, they didn't always they didn't always fuck up my stomach. That was actually within the last Wait, year or so that happened. Matt, how old were you when we would have met? Like when you started going to tournaments and like I met you. Were you nineteen or were you twenty? I, I think I would have been nineteen when I met you, probably. So it was like a shortly after that era, then. Yeah, like nineteen or shortly before I turned 19, I think. Oh, wow. Okay. Because I thought it was like, you know, three and a half stars with Matt, three and a half star meals with Matt Rockavy on your Snapchat. That was oh, like, I thought, you, day, I thought right? you always knew how to cook. Yeah. I always assumed that. No, I mean, I learned pretty quickly, but um, oh, I forgot about that series. I should bring that back. That was a good Snapchat series <laughs> for sure. I used to, whenever I made a meal, like it could be the, mo- the most basic, like chicken, rice and broccoli with just some sriracha on it. And I'd always put like, and, and everyone above four, it always just be like 3.7 star <laughs> meals with Matt Rockaby. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just chicken. <but> and rice. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, uh, that's enough of that. And my okay. meals have gotten much better since then. Um, hot Mickey, we were talking favorite Mario games go. Uh, I think it has to be either sunshine or odyssey. I love okay. both those games to death. You want to talk about your Y'all odyssey? Are fucking normies. <laughs> Tell us about your Odyssey. Power tour. (laughs) Uh, So I got Odyssey on release, and like any, this is part of the reason why I don't play a lot of single player games because I am a mad completionist. (laughs) So like when I play a game, I I I try to do everything possible, and I can't. I don't have the energy to do that with so many different games. So with Odyssey, like I just had a great time. To begin with, every time I went to a world, I literally went to went and got every single moon before I moved on to the next one. Every single possible moon I can get, because sometimes you need you need to go back to the world after you attain a new power uh, from future worlds. So I do as much as I could. Once I once I could, I went on to the next one. Even though like you can usually move on to the next world after getting like a quarter of the moons there, I 
I didn't care. I just did everything I could. And I hundred percented Odyssey, uh, like probably like a month after it released. Damn. And this is like before, uh, before the DLC release where like, I think Luigi got added did, to it too. Did you like playing as Mexican Mario? Oh, it was great. <laughs> I had a great time with the Dude, sombrero. Okay. okay. So we're, there's, there's three Mexican people in this, in this call right now. Me. I love the sombrero, right? Do you all love this? No, sombrero, yeah, right? sombrero was, was great. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it. Okay. Cool. I'm glad because I, I remember when Mario Odyssey came out, people complained about the sombrero, and I was just like, "What? This is awesome! <laughs> it's just like this is the most amazing thing I've ever seen." I love. Quick side note to Mickey. I gotta say, you were by far like the most crazy completionist person I've ever met. Uh, I, I took Hot Mickey climbing like um, around December time, I think, and. You know, when you go climbing, you bounce around problems a bit. You know, you have some fun. And this is Mickey's like first time climbing. So there is a thing where you like would project a certain climb. But like for someone's first time climbing, you would expect them to kind of just jump around and do whatever. My man Mickey spent like an hour and a half just on one like one problem and like refused to move pretty much. It was remarkable. Dude, I I, I hate that this wall was beating me. And I want to beat it, <laughs> and I never you know, did. Completion is the wall. I, 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 I had to give up eventually because all I just didn't have the strength the anymore to do the wall. Yeah. Wait, hot Mickey, real quick. How many moons are there in Odyssey base game? Oh, I. It's been so long. Nine hundred. Not remember. It was hundred. No, 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 right? no, no, no. It, it is a couple hundred, but it's not nine hundred. Oh, okay. I don't know. I, I want to say it was like one. Is I think it was like one sixty to two hundred somewhere around there. I totally just made up nine hundred. um so for me nobody here has played super mario rpg right i'm just gonna be all hip i have not it no okay okay that's not my favorite mario game that's honorable mention though um basically in the 90s jrpgs were huge you know final fantasy 6 chrono trigger squaresoft was like making all these crazy games they made a, a mario rpg called super mario rpg it's made by squaresoft it's the same people that made like the classic 90s JRPGs that we know and love, right? Squaresoft eventually went on to become Square Enix. And then, you know, we all know who Square Enix is. But before that, they were Squaresoft. And they made a Super Mario RPG game where the main villain is actually a sword who kicks Bowser out of his castle. You team up with Bowser to go kill the sword. And his name is Smithy. And it's fucking awesome. It's a really, really cool game. I feel like it's... It's like has a following and it's really interesting, like graphic style. It's kind of isometric. It kind of looks like our logo, actually. Um, And there's a really cool Easter egg where you actually go interdimensional and you fight a Final Fantasy boss in the Mario game. Yeah. So they're actually wild in the video in video games in an official Mario game. You can fight a Final Fantasy like godlike boss and he's supposed to be impossible to beat. But some people have beaten him. Um, Pretty cool. So that's honorable mention for game. I think my favorite Mario game just probably has to be like either Mario Kart 8 or Mario like 64, maybe maybe Odyssey, although I haven't put put too much time in Odyssey. But it's either a mainline Mario game or it's going to be like Mario RPG. But I've always loved the Mario games. I've played pretty much all, like almost all Mario games. I've played New Super Mario Bros. I've played Super Mario World, Mario 3, 64, Sunshine, um obviously odyssey and a little bit of the dlc super mario 3d world fantastic um i've had like multiple sleepovers with friends in high school middle school where we just played through a mario game and just played multiplayer mario and stuff so i've played quite a bit of them um and oh my god mario baseball who's with me 
uh, Tom boys goaded baseball uh, game hard to beat yeah yeah up Go there with strikers yeah strikers was really good it sucks because like those gamecube era like baseball and strikers they just they still haven't reached that level it's like they've released so many since then and it's just like dude something yeah. about those era like that gamecube era mario sports game like was so good and so solid like yeah ugh, yeah. yeah i have the I new strikers and i honestly go back and emulate the gamecube version because it's, <laughs> it's better yeah, yeah it's fire why is that what happened Honestly, this might be more of a me thing, but I, I got the Mario Tennis that was on the Switch, whatever that was called. And I remember playing it and thinking like, oh man, Mario Power Tennis was more fun. <laughs> <laughs> or Mario Power Tennis Tour. Like I was just so disappointed by it. Huh. You know why that game was sick? It had a genuine campaign where like you're a random like human kid that enters a tennis academy. And then at, in this tennis academy, there's like legends of like, oh, our friends from beyond came one time to play tennis with us. And like, that's the only mention of them you get. And then you go through the ranks of the tennis, basically going through like frosh off to like JV varsity. And then when you do that and you finally like, you know, when the final tennis tournament of the year, you get to go to the mushroom kingdom and play tennis with Mario and all of them. Incredible. That's fire. And yeah. Mario is, really and they don't talk guy. to you. They just play tennis with you. They like, they don't say a word to you. It's very weird. Actually. When you think about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not he's yeah. not licensed to be able to talk. I get yeah. it. Um all right, so talked about some Mario games real quick guys. Um, I just wanted to see where we're at in terms of level set. And I'm sure the audience is screaming in their car when they listen to this podcast like, you know, their favorite Mario game. Um now, the movie. All this yes. nostalgia, all these games over four decades, literally over four decades worth of Mario video games, properties, you know, they started doing Mario Lego sets not too long ago, um, Mario TV shows. There's a previous Mario movie from the 90s, which I mentioned. So much Mario. Um, and also, I think one of the big things is Super Nintendo World opened up this year at Universal Studios, actually here in Los Angeles. So Mario is like going to the top. Like Nintendo has engineered it. So it's like, here we go. This decade is the Nintendo decade. You know, and I think that this movie is the kickstarting, you know, super tight, 90 minute, awesome, like fun movie to energize everybody for the decade. Now, talking about the movie, we talked first impressions. I want to talk our, our personal movie watching experience. Matt, you want to you want tee it, tee it up here? Like, you know, how we went to the movie, kind of our Mario movie journey as a friend group here. Oh, man. How, how right, sober so were you going to the movie? <laughs> great question <laughs> well i'll we'll, we'll get to that but as as we started the the episode off you know played a lot of smash brothers boys have been drinking well actually let me start with my journey okay yeah give us journey. give us your journey and then we'll all go we'll all uh, kind of yeah. continue <laughs> so i was running a little late later behind the boys i just had some errands to run Surprise. so we all headed over to i know that's my signature thing being late well to be fair there's no, never mind. <laughs> no, being, you were just late, Matt. <laughs> well, there wasn't really a set time, you know, it was just like show up. And I was like, oh, I'll be here on this time. Um, irrelevant. Uh, <laughs> so the, we're all, the boys are all playing Smash, and, you know, I get out of my apartment, about to call my Uber, and head over to Lucas's place. And I'm thinking, oh, man, I know there's going to be traffic in that little, in the little space right now. And I look to my left. <laughs> 
I see a green stallion, a lime scooter. <laughs> Love me I pull some out lines. my phone. Thankfully, now you can use use lime scooters to the Uber app. Scan that bitch. Start making our <laughs> way downtown. <laughs> and let me tell you, riding those things, you feel so powerful because everyone has to move out of the way for you and make room for you because they can't hit you. You're, you're a fucking pedestrian. Um, so I'm making my way down Franklin Avenue, 12 miles per hour, my little scooter. Just having a grand old time. Winds in my hair. It's a beautiful day out. Beautiful day that was. And I was feeling great. <laughs> Anyways, so arrived to Lucas's. We're all playing Smash. I get yelled at, shots, shots, shots. And I'm like, okay, okay. I didn't want to take the shot, but I did. Because we were seeing the Mario movie. Fast forward about an hour. We're all inundated with pizza and alcohol. <laughs> We called the Uber because we can't drive. It's like an hour and a half of me getting mad at Lucas. If it wasn't the alcohol that did me and my anger was blinding me. Right. So, <laughs> can it drive? Can it drive? <laughs> Let's call the Uber. We arrive. Hot Mickey meets us there. And you know, they have the bar in the AMC. No one goes to the bar, usually. We fucking did. <laughs> we fucking did. Lucas goes up. He says, Eddie, get me a fucking double. <laughs> man has a double jack and coke to see the fucking mario movie man's blasted i had a whiskey sour it was delightful uh i felt yeah like, we i felt like such an asshole because eddie was buying the round he's like what do you, dude, guys, want? What do you guys want and i was like double jack and coke sir thank you and it was like eddie looked at me like bro really and i was just like hey like it's all good i, I bought the pizza it's all good yeah he was uh, he was like yeah. oh whatever he was being chill about it but I, I took I, I took him for a ride real quick. Eddie's got hot dude energy for sure when it comes yeah. to buying new drinks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I think um, I actually personally, you know, I was definitely buzzed by the time we left. I had a good buzz going when we left your apartment and when we got to the theater. But the fucking, I don't know, for whatever reason, the, it was like 30 minutes. The movie was supposed to start at 9. You can like expect 10, 15 minutes of previews, whatever. That's normal. I, I kid you not, because I checked my phone. I don't think the movie started until 9.35. Yeah, no, it started at 9. There's never, too many previews. Holy so shit. There's 25 minutes of previews. I've never yeah, sat I've never been previews. in that. And they had the lights on the whole time for the previews, too. And then you have the... What's the woman's name that comes out every time? Nicole Kidman. Oh, they had to wait for yeah. Nicole Kidman to come out and tell you, somehow a heartbreak feels good in a place like this. <laughs> <laughs> and then the movie finally started, and that's how we got to Mario. Yeah. yeah. No, great great recap of the of the night, man. I mean, that I was, was I was that was great. I mean, I, it was it was fun. I feel like for the first time in many years, it was a true let's buy the tickets, let's go to IMAX, like get all the people together, let's go watch this event tentpole big movie, right? On opening weekend. I literally haven't done that prize since Avengers Endgame or Avengers Infinity War. Like it's been years since I've had a movie watching experience like that. Granted, there's a big asterisk because of, you know, the pandemic and movie theaters and stuff like that. But this felt really fun to just like 
We're all sitting next to each other, making sarcastic comments the entire time. It's not a serious movie. We all know it's not a serious movie. Like Chambers is laughing at the preview for Blue Beetle because George Lopez is in it. And he was a great <laughs> hey, he wasn't he wasn't alone there. Song. I was laughing with him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was that awesome. An alcoholic, like, bro. Yeah. So, okay, Ch- Chambers, why did you laugh at Okay, Blue Beetle, new superhero DC movie. Why did you laugh you laughed harder bro. at anything in the Mario movie? But but you laughed at the George Lopez cameo. Dude, George thing. Lopez is so irrelevant. And I mean, I think he has a show now or something. I'm not going to Google it. I don't give a shit about him. But yeah, <laughs> side little fun fact about him. Homie is a huge alcoholic and he uh, he cheated on his wife uh, or this happened afterwards, but uh, drank so much. He needed a new kidney. His wife gave him one of hers and then he cheated on her and divorced her ass. And yeah, oh, di- real, real dick move. Dang, and then that's just so he, he also like called, he called somebody a fascist in the trailer, which I thought was really funny too. Wait, that was funny. That was, that was a good. One. That he was called Batman funny. a fascist. Yeah. yeah. He called <laughs> Batman a fascist. Is Batman funny. a fascist? He's a capitalist. I don't, I don't think they really like delve into his, like if he's conservative, like, I don't know if, uh-huh. if he's pro LGBT or uh, not. It was just DC trying to be funny. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll hey, Mexican research. superhero around the corner. That's pretty yeah. Cool. Well, That's actually, cool. he does have hella surveillance, so I guess he is a little bit of a fashion. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I I really enjoyed the movie watching experience itself. I think there is a little bit of like, you know, it's Friday night at the movie theater. People are there on their first dates. You know, teenagers are there hanging out. Like, there's families there. Kids are dressed up in the Mario costumes. There's like trailers for up and coming movies, which get me excited. Too many trailers, but there was trailers. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I think that personally for me, it was great to be back in there and like with the boys watching something and bring that that is meant to just bring us together. Like that's the power of Mario, right? Is like he Mario games, Mario properties have always had this ability to kind of bring people together because they're so universal that anyone can kind of jump in and like it and understand it and have a good time. And I feel like the movie actually translated a lot of the spirit of what Mario is meant to do. And I I felt like I had one of the best movie watching experiences I've had in a long time. I know you guys were a big part of that. It's a big asterisk, but I think if people go out there and they watch this movie, they'll have a good time if you're with the right group. And if you're blasted like I was, for sure. Oh, Double yeah. Jack and Coke, baby. Drugs and alcohol. Um, I, I was dead yeah. sober and I had a blast as well. So okay. drinks aren't yeah. required. Okay, you that had an icy movie. and you ate your whole entire thing that, of a large that, popcorn. That, that, that is my go-to movie snacks. I, I need my large popcorn and I need my large icy. That I get this <laughs> every time I go to the movies. <laughs> I like reached over, I like asked for some popcorn. Yeah. And you gave me a look like, the fuck? You want <laughs> that, it was my popcorn. <laughs> That's how I knew <laughs> you were having Dude, do not it come in between. It was a large popcorn, Mickey. Do it's not like, come, come in between on, me and my popcorn. It is my favorite Matt, snack. If you, if you got a large popcorn, are you finishing that whole bad boy? I mean, I could, but I would give you some if you asked. <laughs> I could easily finish I, it. Though, I, yeah. I still gave him some, but I was, no, you did. Sat, you I, was did. Sat, I reluctantly gave him some. <laughs> yeah, when I when I saw Midsummer, I'll never forget. Um, I saw because I have I'm a I'm an AMC A lister, whatever. Um, Lucas is now too. It's great, but yeah, I saw Midsummer in theaters. I went there after work one day just to wait out traffic. I'll never forget because I was able to get a large popcorn, but then I could upgrade for free because I was an A-lister. 
So I got an extra large popcorn. And this is I was living in San Diego oh in the God. AMC in La Jolla. It's a really nice theater. Every every seat is like full on recliner, like nicer even than the seats that we were in, like stupid comfy. Um, and that's for every theater, not just like IMAX or whatever. And I just remember like I downed that whole popcorn, like an extra large all by myself. The lights came on. And I was just like covered in crumbs, like fully reclined still. And I was just like, <laughs> I haven't seen the whale, but I imagine I like something like Ben Fraser. I, I actually, okay. So I watched the whale in theaters and me and, and my girlfriend both bought a bunch of snacks and popcorn going into it. And like two minutes into it, we stopped touching it. Cause we were just <laughs> watching this fat guy go ham on food. The whole movie. <laughs> He, but he Matt, just got down like a whole bucket of chicken in that movie. Like, yeah, the first yeah. Time. Oh, that's right. disgusting. It yeah. is. Yeah. But, movie, but Matt, but Matt, I, like when I actually got into the seats for our seats for the Mario movie, I was actually disappointed because I had just went to an AMC theater in Irvine at the district, and those seats had heat warmers, and it was just a regular. Dang, it, 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 it was just a regular. It was just a regular movie theater. It wasn't even IMAX. Then I went to an IMAX theater, no seat warmers. At another AMC, I was I was so disappointed. Dang. Someone's I'll tell got to you tell what, Nicole Mickey, not, a, not all AMCs are created equal. Well, clearly. No. I j- literally true. just spent 25 bucks on an IMAX uh, movie theater ticket. and See, then that's why you get, get A-list. To- literally, A-list costs less than one IMAX ticket. You bought the tickets. That's crazy. I just I just bought A-list after watching. But my ticket was $0. Your ticket was $25. Oh, my God. Do you Wait, get, you get IMAX with that- the A-list? No free everything. Ads. IMAX, Dolby, everything. Yeah, Team okay. Team Edwards, yeah. fuck AMC. Three movies theater. a week, any theater. You can see any movie any number of times you want. It's great. Whatever. I, I watch I don't, Air three times this week for sure. <laughs> I, I almost never go to AMC anyway. I usually go to Cinema City uh, in Anaheim Hills because no. there you get a large popcorn. You get a free refill. That's actually mm. lit. Dude, so you know all the like. Because then you get you get lunch and dinner shits. in one movie Correct. theater trip. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, we yeah, should probably talk about smart. the Mario movie. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I like talking about popcorn. <laughs> We're going off movie theater stuff for a while. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Let's let's talk let's talk the movie itself. All right, Matt, you posed this question here in the doc. All right, was this movie actually good, or? Was it more of a Spider-Man No Way Home effect where it hits so much nostalgia you can't help but love it? Matt, I want you to answer your own question first and let's move on to the boys here. Yeah, so I, I put a lot of thought into this question actually. I think it's somewhere in the middle. You know, when when I when you think about a movie Spider-Man like Home, if you zoom out and just look at it as a movie, it's kind of shit. <laughs> like it's, <laughs> it's really, really bad. Shit. It's not, it's not very good. Oh, wow. You've come around on that take. I feel like you thought it was all right. I, I probably thought it wasn't a, well I don't think it's a good movie but I like the movie it's fun it's super fun because I love Spider-Man but like as an actual like structure like I don't think it's probably a very good movie um, Super Mario movie is truly just a kids movie it's like it's a decent kids movie but everyone fucking loves Mario similar similar to how everyone loves Harry Potter. So everyone gave Hogwarts legacy a nine when it's really more of like a six or seven, as far as game design goes. And as a game itself, very similar thing here, I think where it's Mario, you're going to fucking love it. How can you not love it? It's like the most iconic video game character, but as a movie, it's like fine, just a fine movie. Yeah. But ironically, my favorite scene wasn't even really related to like the Mario stuff, which we'll get into. 
Chambers, what do you think? Uh, I, I, I'm on board with what Matt said. When people ask me how it was and they were not like Mario people, I basically told them don't watch it. But if you like Mario or you're a child, then I recommend it. <laughs> if you, if you, <laughs> sorry, or, I'm picturing or like, both. Hey, yo, Chambers, should I watch the Mario movie? And you go, are you a child? <laughs> yes. If you are a child, then yes. And you're looking right at them. Um, Hot Mickey, what'd you, what'd you think? Uh, I personally enjoyed it a lot, like I said earlier. And I honestly think it's probably like, a six and a half seven out of ten movie which i think that range just it's a fun movie it's not great god damn it mickey we're not the ratings <laughs> are we doing are rating? we, are are we, we doing, doing ratings for a movie i thought we would didn't we, we did it for I'm, last of us I'm, I'm down i'm down let's yeah. do that at the Oops. end all right mickey continue continue for okay. now we know your rating but we know my rating that spoiler alert sorry uh and some of my expectations were surpassed because like video game movie like they almost never do well and then my biggest scrap was like the concern going into it was chris pratt's mario and i ended up enjoying his mario a lot by the end of the film i think he did a fantastic job with it i think like the only person that like started getting on my nerves was seth rogan's dk uh but the, st- the story was also a little fast like it, j- it just jumped from one scene to another super quickly no real seamless transitions between scenes so it made the movie feel even quicker uh but other than that like it had a lot of nice little fan service easter eggs that were really cool to point out the music was great uh and then had some really weird insertions of uh, 80s rock music put into there uh that was strange right yeah yeah. Okay. That, I, was yeah, that, I agree. that was strange. It, it didn't really fit with the movie. But I agree. But overall, like, yeah, I, I just thought it was a lot of fun of a movie. Yeah. I, so, I mean, I guess my thoughts, I, I know I've said it a little like sporadically here and there. Um, so, my Letterboxd, I gave this a review. Um, you guys can follow me on Letterboxd. All right. Thug under the rug if you want to see my movie reviews. <laughs> Um, I, I've had a lot of fun with this movie. I say that as a lifelong Nintendo Mario fan, a video game fan is a video game podcast. I don't think that anyone can dislike the movie. If they're a Nintendo fan, it's like full of fan service. That being said, I think it's full of really solid fan service. Like it's little references here and there. Um, it's like playing with the characters actually in a fun way where it's actually not pure, like, like the Bowser singing stuff, like that's good, playful fan stuff, right? Where it's like, you're letting like Jack Black cook a little bit with his singing chops. Everybody our age, like knows Jack Black's singing voice and like Tenacious D and all that kind of fun stuff. So the fact that they gave Bowser some singing numbers and like, let him do his thing. That was cool. And I feel like it didn't like, it was entertaining, which is what it's trying to be. That's all it's trying to be. So it, it, accomplished its goal of being like an entertaining movie for mostly children, but also people like ourselves, you know, um, chambers. I fully agree with you there. I probably would not recommend this movie if they're not Mario fans in general or a child or a child, (laughs) or a child. like like, uh, Mickey, you said it's like, this is a really tight 90 minutes. It's like super, super fast. And like, there's plot points that are introduced that just kind of go nowhere. (laughs) Like when peach is like meets Mario and she's like, Oh, 
you're a human. And you think there's going to be some sort of like origin thing going on or like they'll relate to each other and then they just move on and it's just like, nope, got to go to the thing. And like, Well, they do into the her origin a bit. What was her origin? She's like, she has well, no memory of anything origin, before. Like that, that she, she just showed yeah, up. She just like, showed oh, up. right, 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 right. Memory. I forgot about that. Okay, yeah. my bad. Scratch this from the record. Um, I think there was just like moments where, okay, I'll give an example. It's like Mario meets Donkey Kong. Fred Armisen is playing Cranky Kong and is doing Bernie Sanders as Cranky Kong for some reason. And like he beats him and all of a sudden they're just, it's the next two minutes they're on Rainbow Road with the Kong like army. And then like five minutes later, the whole Kong army is gone. Like it was like, that's how fast the movie was actually moving. It was kind of crazy. The the pacing was just incredibly yeah. fast. Yeah. But, but I think all of this to say, like everything that I've mentioned about this movie is it definitely an intentional choice behind the whole movie itself. Like this movie was made for people with short attention spans. It's colorful. It's bright. It's actually brighter and more colorful than most Mario games. You yeah. know what I mean? And it it's looks like beautiful. Faster. The animation yeah, is incredible. The animation is really cool. It's like your classic illumination, like animation. It's like very comedic. There's a lot of zoom ins, like a lot of like camera movement, I guess, for lack of a better word. And it's just very animated. Like it's over animated in a lot of ways. And I I don't think the movie was trying to be anything other than all of that anyway. So it'd be weird for me to say like, hey, where's the three hours serious dark cut of Mario movie? You know, like it was never going to be that. I think this is the right choice for the movie overall. And this is definitely, I mean, it just surpassed Frozen 2 for highest grossing animated opening weekend. Is that right? Correct. At uh, 370 right, million, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Dude. The- so- this is it. I mean, this is finally Nintendo entering the feature space. They're going to have a TV show. They're going to have a couple movies. Other Nintendo characters are going to get spinoffs. I heard Charlie Day is actually abdicating for a Luigi's Mansion movie or TV show. And people want Seth Rogen back as Donkey Kong for a spinoff. Yeah, so I, I, I know uh, Chris Pratt said expect a lot of Mario movies too. Dude, Which I don't yeah, know. I don't know how much movie. we can take his word for it. Or like how much in the <laughs> know he is. Life. Yeah, because he's because he's not a trustworthy Be- guy at all, for sure. No, no because like Nintendo, because I remember Charlie Day uh, going on Jimmy Fallon and talk about like how he knew nothing. He didn't meet any of the other co-stars. He didn't know who any of the other roles were. Uh, they, he, he just went in, didn't get a script script beforehand. Had to learn it in the studio because Nintendo kept it as tight shut as possible. Yeah, of course. So I so I'm not sure how much Chris Pratt would actually know of future uh no, I think Chris now. Pratt knows just about everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they de- Yeah, they definitely told Chris Pratt. Um yeah, I just um I think we all got our, our thoughts covered there, but favorite favorite scene real quick. I just want to get your guys' little takes here. I th- I feel like we might all have a, the same favorite scene. I'm Matt, not sure if you want to you want to hit it first? You want to hit it first? I honestly, I think <laughs> I I really liked the opening scene with the dog. Oh yeah, that oh, really that's cute. your favorite scene. That well, was I great. thought that was really cute and really funny when they're in the gentrified and then, mansion. And then when the dog comes back funny. at the end, it just gives him like a uh-huh. like a little nod. Uh, that's just that's just good comedy. That's just good comedy. <laughs> that was and funny. like the the hats off to whoever animated that dog and rigged it and everything because like its facial expressions were fucking just like incredible i I was like this is this is what i've been waiting for that was pretty good that was pretty good i thought you're gonna go a whole other direction with your favorite scene but 
I gotta I gotta always expect the unexpected. I think I know what the other one is for everyone else, and it's also yeah. another very good scene. Yeah. Chambers, you wanna you wanna hit us with your favorite scene? Yeah, okay, I'll just say it out loud. I'm pretty sure a lot of people's favorite scene was when Jack Black sang the the peach song, Peaches. Yeah. Uh, peaches, great, peaches, great peaches, song. Peaches, yeah, peaches, really, peaches. probably the on Spotify. <laughs> it is, yeah, <laughs> definitely one of the. No, I probably think the on Spotify it's down one pitch. Oh really? Really? Yeah. Oh shit! It's weird. Coming in. I think the Spotify version is down one pitch for some reason. I don't know why. Huh. Wow. Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, that was that was a really funny scene. Uh, runner up, uh, something to look out for. For some reason, <laughs> they made. The Rainbow Road scene, for some reason, they made Princess Peach's booty really fat on that motorcycle. <laughs> Dude, they did. Why'd they do Dude, that? We all looked at each other like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that was, there was like that an audible, like all the air in the theater like got sucked out from the gasps from all the dudes <laughs> yeah, yeah. in the theaters. Like, <gasps> yeah, that was that was awesome, really. Um the Rainbow Road scene is my favorite scene. Not because the booty thing, but the Rainbow Road scene scene just slapped. Blue, blue shell. Like, yeah, the blue shell thing. Like the just Mario jumping around, like the reference because I've been playing a lot of Mario Kart 8 Deluxe recently. Mario Kart 8 Ultimate, whatever it's called. Um, and yeah, it was just cool to see it all like really brought to life. There was clearly a lot of care. Even the cart selection that they did was like yeah. super hilarious. And how Toad showed up with like one of the cars that was just like a big wheeler, like which you can yeah. kind of have in the game. I thought that was all really kind of kind of yeah. cool. There was like a lot of labor of love there. Um, that was my favorite scene. But what about you, Hot Mickey? Uh, well, actually, was going to be Rainbow Road. So to add a little diversity to the group, I am going to say uh, the montage of Mario learning to platform. I, I actually think that scene was really cool as well. Mm. That was fun. Oh that yeah, was that was cool. yeah. It just showed that he, like he wasn't a natural, which pretty much in, like every Mario game, he just knows how to do it immediately. Wolfing and, down yeah, mushrooms. This... <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was a which it turns out they... he doesn't like. Yeah, I, yeah, that was a weird thing to put in that he just doesn't like mushrooms. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think that was just them playing with the source material a little bit, kind of yeah. like the Bowser singing stuff. That was mm -hmm. what it kind of was for me. Um, but I thought that was I thought that was a fun a fun thing. It was um, it like was. why not? He doesn't like mushrooms. Um, I got some, uh, I got some letterbox reviews. I want to throw at you guys real quick. Um, another <laughs> quick plug for letterbox. Do you guys know what letterbox is? Yeah. I, I need not. to make one. Okay. Um, it's like Yelp for movies, right? Yeah. So letterboxd is a movie reviews platform. Um, everybody can create an account and follow me at thug under the rug. Um, it's basically where you can go view movies, create lists, add them to your watch list. It's kind of like Goodreads or something for for movies, right? And you oh, can, like okay. review things, yeah. leave comments, but it's become just like super trolly. Like the <laughs> the reviews are just so stupid sometimes. It's like generally speaking, the review star ratings are still really solid. Like the top rated movie of last year was Everything Everywhere All at Once on Letterboxd. So it still holds like a lot of weight in terms of like people's ratings of things. But I got some, uh, the Mario movie, first of all, is on Letterboxd. It is currently sitting at a three and a half star rating. Okay. And uh, the highest liked review is Illumination's best movie and it still sucks, which is a two star review. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Most likes. Um, this one says, not a single Mario golf scene, SMH. And this one, 
This one's dark, guys. This one just says, in quotes, Mr. President, a second bullet bill has hit the tower. That's a review, that's a review on an Mario Bros. movie. Just, I don't know where that's, people write. I don't know how that, people write that, that's this. That's a great one. Yeah. Um, so I want to throw that at you guys. Um, next thing I wanted to ask you guys, what does the NCU look like in the next 10 years? The Nintendo oh, Cinematic Universe. I got an answer for this. Oh, that's right. All right. Well, all right. I, I stole this from Reddit. I'm just letting you know. But oh. the, And this is definitely not going to happen, but it's a cool idea. All right. So there's going to be a Legend of Zelda movie. There's going to be a Kirby movie. There's going to be a Metroid movie. There's going to be a fucking Yoshi movie, whatever the fuck. Pokemon, another Pokemon movie. And then uh, they're going to bring them all together. What are they going to call it? Super Smash Super Bros. Smash Brothers. Super yeah. Smash Brothers movie. That was what the campaign was called in Brawl, right? Subspace, Subspace yeah, Emissary. It was yeah. Subspace Emissary. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I yeah, love they're that. Gonna fight, really they're going to fight Gleam or whatever the fuck the villain was. I'm with you. I'm 100%, 1,000% with you. I just think that instead of it being straight movies, I think we're legitimately uh, going to see. I, I do died. think... Did I die? Unfortunate. Well... We'll give him a hot second to see if he yeah. comes back. Okay. Uh, Lu- Lucas, oh, Lucas, you lost. is this you thing on? Out. Yes. Okay, I like that. I'm back. Yeah. Um, what's the last thing you guys heard me say? Something about cha- agreeing with Chambers? Uh, you, yeah. you. We actually didn't hear anything you were gonna say. Okay. Here's my prediction. I've, I heard everything you said, Chambers. Okay. I legitimately think all that is a full possibility. I think the next ten years, the like. In the way that comics have all become fully adapted to movies and TV shows, video games are now going to be the main adapted properties in the next 10 to 15 years. Yeah. And Marvel, like with the mass appeal that it had before the movie started getting made, Nintendo actually has even more mass appeal and more money than Marvel had before they became a studio. And I think Nintendo is literally a rocket ship. They're going to go all the way to the top. We're going to see like a super sick Metroid series. There's going to be like little references to Nintendo stuff and everything. There's going to be another Pokemon movie. And yeah, there will be like an Avengers level Super Smash Brothers movie in 10 years. Do you I also think well, you know is- why that is too, right? Is because, I mean, it's a very similar effect to, you know, the Marvel movies, right? And where it can span various demographics because, like, obviously, you know, I'm a teenager. I want to see, like, you know, the Marvel movies or whatever in the theaters. But also, my dad read those comic books growing up, right? And now, so he's interested in all that. And now for the Mario stuff, the Nintendo stuff, we all are familiar with these IPs, these games, because we were surrounded with them growing up. So we're getting older in our 20, you know, mid-20s, 30s eventually, right? We're still going to be interested in seeing these films. But then all the younger kids, because these IPs will never go away, still play these games. So they're all still going to want to go see these movies, too. So it just really spans all the, you know, it it spans generations, truly. Yeah, I also think that this is also a great time to start it because, like, as great as the MCU is, uh, like, people are honestly getting getting tired of it. Like, there's just so much content and nobody wants to keep up with every single thing that gets released and every single big film is just a superhero movie superhero movie superhero movie and people want to see other stuff and nintendo stuff is more like lighthearted stuff that like we haven't actually seen a lot of uh in recent years and it's a nice yeah. fresh of breath air i agree real quick i gotta say p 
people that say there's no good movies because all the Marvel movies are bad are the same kind of people say that there's no video games to play that only play Valorant. That's my only comment. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I agree. There's plenty of, yeah. plenty of good movies to watch right now. Um, I think the other thing with, with the Nintendo, uh, I'm going to call it the upcoming NCU, right? The Nintendo Cinematic Universe. I think with the upcoming NCU, the other thing that they're going to have a strength over what Marvel has had over the last 20 years, 15, 20 years is like they have so much i they have like arguably larger ips and more pull in so many places like sheer money for one but also like cross promotional stuff so when like dude if they release like a mario like dlc or some sort of mario movie tie-in with smash or mario kart or anything right now people yeah. are buying it i'm buying it right like dude think about the easiest tie-in for them right now is literally just a mario sonic movie yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And like there are just so many ways in for them to like have all these integrations with all the properties. I mean, the Nintendo video game stuff, that's just all a machine, you know, like there's nothing stopping them from creating Smash DLC, Mario Kart DLC, having like Zelda DLC for when the Zelda movie comes out, whenever that's coming out. And like all of it's going to take it by storm, man. I'm, I'm just like, after watching this movie and seeing how they played this one, it opens the door for so many things. This is the Iron Man, like, you know, 2007, 2008 Iron Man. And it's like, now now we're on the rocket ship for the NCU. Absolutely. Imagine what Kirby is going to sound like when Kirby gets a voice actor. <laughs> Dude, oh, I actually thought about this a little. I Like, it would be hilarious if they made the Kirby movie live action and you just see Kirby as this disgusting, (laughs) big blob. God awful. It's just the blob of the movie. Kirby is a disgusting, godforsaken creature, as we talked about in this pod. So, yeah, he is horrifying. Yeah. Yeah. I want nothing to do with (laughs) it. The other thing, too, with this. Uh, this as you know just gen- general video game a- video game adaptations are now like taken more seriously you know where so yeah. for so long they really were not taken seriously and like there were cash grabs and all this kind of stuff but now with like the success of the last of us with the success of even like the sonic movies that have come out I- i've never seen them but they make money and they've made a sequel so the sonic movies have done well um, they, people are like finding ways to make the movies work and make it ad- adaptions for video games work on the big screen. And it's, it's time. It's like totally time for Nintendo. They like have gotten over their PTSD from 1993 and, uh, they're, they're coming for the top man. All right. I, I have a question. Would you want any of the IPs to be live action over animated? I want, go ahead, Matt, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, we're 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 talking strictly Nintendo yes. IPs, right? Yes. I think there could be a cool live action um, Metroid movie. Who's gonna I, Who's gonna Metroid watch was that? One of the ones I was thinking of. Who's gonna watch that? I would watch it. I'd watch it. it no five year olds gonna watch it. Oh, uh, I see. Well, well five year olds well, don't well, play. Five year olds don't play Metroid it, though. You can also frame it more as like a horror movie too. Nintendo's not gonna no. do horror. I just think the <laughs> yeah, they, the audience is too small for Metroid. Of all their IPs, though, that's the only one I can see them trying to do live action. Here's I what look- they do. They do a really niche, really cool anim- new animation, like like Spider-Man animation, but for like Metroid, and they make like a six-episode anime series or something. Dude, that, uh, you know, yeah. side note, that style of animation, shout out to, fuck, what was the first one called? Spider-Man what? Spider-Man. Isn't it Enter the Spider-Verse? Enter the Spider-Verse, Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's what the first one was called? Yep. Or Spider-Verse. Isn't it Spider-Verse? It's the new like one. Yeah. Miles Anyways. Morales. That's the video game. Oh, movie. fuck. I don't, I don't pay attention. Anyways, the first Spider-Man movie that came out that with Miles Morales, that truly kicked off that new animation style. It did. Because now you're seeing it like in the Puss in Boots thing. Now you're seeing it in... Um, there's something else that did it recently, too. And then that... The Teenage Mutant Ninja the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie oh, yeah. that's coming out, yeah, that like fake hand drawn animation. Basically, I, I, it looks good. I like yeah, it. it I like the I like style too. too. Uh, I like the like it looks like an animated comic, like a literally animated comic book. Basically, I like it a lot personally. And honestly, that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies didn't look that didn't look that bad. Yeah, so I'm, I'm into it, did, it. It did look pretty cool. Chambers, what's your pick for uh, adaptions for Nintendo IPs? Oh fuck! Uh, I think a like a Star Fox movie would be kind of cool. A space, a space live action, action film. Though? Oh, at live action? Live, <laughs> no, I don't. I don't want action. No, it's okay. Live, they, live they made oh, a, live a live action Lion King. They can make a fucking talking no. box. Oh, uh, that would be a really shitty live action. Though. I'd go Metroid as well. That's the only because most of the Nintendo characters are not even humans. Like you can't make live action. Isn't Fire Emblem n- n- Nintendo? Fire it Emblem is. is Nintendo. Yeah, but f- could fuck be, Fire Emblem. It could be like <laughs> Fire Emblem would be a long running like anime like, television like a Game show. of Thrones type thing. It would I, be like an anime like you know country, country roll show. Yeah, yeah, I could definitely see that. Yeah, but that would I, totally work. I all I actually low key think uh, a Zelda like live action could work. Yeah, that. it'd be hard because Link, you can't have Link talk. I don't think it would work if Link would talk. Why not? Because Mario rarely talks in his games. And yeah. The, no, the reason that works in games is because people can imprint on the player yeah. they're controlling. But if you just have a voiceless protagonist. Yeah, movie, I, I, I don't think Link being mute is going to work in any movie. Yeah, maybe yeah, so. not. Maybe not. I would like yeah, I would like to see it work, but I don't think it would. Because I think it's implied that Link does talk, but he just never shows his speech bubbles. That's actually true. I agree with that. Um my pick, how about this, guys? Guess you have you guys seen Speed Racer, the 2008 movie by the Wachowskis? No. It's having a that, that it's having familiar. a streaming run again cuz it's on it's on like the front page of HBO Max. Do yourself a favor. Just look at screenshots of Speed Racer. I want that exact movie, but with Captain Falcon as Speed An Racer. F-Zero. And you do F-Zero. Oh. And it's just like uh, F-Zero, like limited run series to get Captain Falcon back into the zeitgeist. And honestly, the soundtrack would carry the whole freaking, oh, like, it would carry the whole thing. Dun, like, da-da. dun, 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 dun. You know what I'm talking uh-huh. about? I mean, Big Blue, like Mute City, it would kick ass. It would that just would kick completely ass. kick ass. The music of yeah, F Zero is so, so good. That's uh, that's my pitch to you guys. But I, I do agree with the other things. I think there there probably will be some sort of Zelda series. A series, there'll be a serious like like Nintendo type of series coming up. And then at the end credits, after the credits roll, there'll be some sort of like teaser for the next thing. Mm-hmm. The next thing is probably a Yoshi movie because that was the yeah, that was the, the stinger at the end. That was the stinger. Yeah. So anyway, I think that that covers the majority of what we wanted to talk about. Matt, did you have anything else? Anything on the sheet? Uh, I think that sums it up pretty good. Shall we go into, shall we go into ratings? Let's do our ratings. All right. All right, everyone. This is the part of the podcast where we give our ratings out of 10. 
We then add those up and divide them by the amount of people that gave their ratings. And that gives you the one true rating for this movie in this case. All right, everyone, on the count of on three, we'll we'll give our give our ratings. One, two, three, seven, six, seven. seven. Whoa. Okay. So six, seven, plus seven, plus seven. Six, 27 divided by four. Uh, I think it was like six point six, uh, six, it's like seven, six point six, five or 6.7 okay. yeah. or something like that. I gave it a three and a half on letterbox. So I just wanted to kind of convert that to a score out of 10. So I gave it a three and a half on letterbox. That's, that's a seven. So I, I almost that. went six and a half, but I didn't want to put a decimal. Uh, we don't do halves here. Yeah. That, that, that's why, that's why I went seven. My, um, it's actually more like a six for me, but the, the extra whole point is just for nostalgia Nintendo. I think it carries it a whole extra star point up. I agree. In my opinion. The, the dog brings it up from a six to a seven. For <laughs> <laughs> really brought Chambers, the that's together funny. For Chambers, why the six, my guy? I, I don't think that's that really that's funny. bad, at, that, that bad of a score. I, I enjoyed the movie. I think if I'm taking that's a step back. Better. Six is slightly better than average. Yeah. And yeah. taking a step out of my nostalgia and everything, the movie's pretty mid. But uh, I didn't get to see Waluigi air humping. No Wario. <laughs> didn't that would have brought it down for me? Oh, well, <laughs> that would have brought it up for me. That would have been sick. Um, and yeah, just little things here and there. I didn't like like the soundtrack choices and stuff. But um, that six out of ten for me means I enjoyed it. It was it was fun. But I know it's not for non-Mario people, so I, I can't give it a higher rating than that. Gotcha. Fair enough. Fair I, enough. I, I think um, for its target audience, it's like closer to like an eight. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Kids probably love the shit out of this movie right now. Mm-hmm. Dude. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Imagine you're like a five-year-old that's been getting shotgun blasted with Coco Melon for the last three years of your life. And then you get to see this shit. That'd be <laughs> what? Awesome. Wait, what did you just? Coco, what is Coco, Coco Melon? Melon is a like a kids YouTube show. Look it up. That shit is like ADHD in a bottle. It is is wild. <laughs> I'm looking this okay, up. Okay, Coco Mel, we'll check it out. Yeah. Is this? So you're saying this is Coco Melon? I, it's definitely version. for th- for the people that grew up on Coco Melon, the Coco Melon heads. <laughs> What yeah. is that this? reminds me too, to my to an earlier point you mentioned, Lucas, just about how the movie moves so quick. It really does kind of feed into like a lot of us just have these, you know, TikTok level of attention spans now. Dude, yeah. Where it's just one point, one point, one oh, point, like yeah. just beat after beat after beat. Um, I, I think that movie definitely played into that. Probably oh, yeah. maybe unintentionally, but it was definitely the energy I got from it. Mm, I agree 100%, 100%. All right. Well, I think that about wraps it up. Uh, Matt, where can the people find us on the internet, online? And Whoa. what could they do once they find us online? <sighs> um, <laughs> you can find us online at thanksplainpod at gmail.com. You can just email. If you send any email, honestly, I'll just reply with a selfie and the answer. Um, to do that, you can find us on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram at TFP Podcasts. That's at TFP Podcasts with an S at the end. We're 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 pretty active on TikTok lately, actually. Um, you know, me and Lucas are putting out some bangers. We and have a lot been. of them are making it over to our Instagram reel as well. 
So I highly recommend you check it out. We're having a lot of fun with that. And Hot Mickey's helping out as well with putting some together from the podcast. Check those out. Uh, it's good stuff. So yeah, TFP Podcasts. That is Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. And then we have our website, thanksplaying.live, where you can find all of our written content. And if you want to hang out with your good buddy, Matt, you can find me on Twitter at GoodIdeaMatthew. Um, we're going to go in order here. Chambers, where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram at no.pistols. You can also find me on Discord. Now I'm nothing in Paris. No longer nutting in Paris. Uh, I'm not Mickey. I'm, I'm grown you. up. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at teals underscore bcv, or you can find me in the TFP Discord where I am breaking any sort of gaming, anime, movie news whenever I see them. He is. And then on that note, too, um, if you want to find the Discord, just go to any of our social media handles and check the link tree. You'll find a link to the Discord there. If you go to our website, you'll find the invite there as well. And Lucas, where can we find you? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Good Idea Lucas, and you could also find me on the Discord server. Um, always chilling there. Um, feel free to message me directly. Ask me about my opinions on video games, Nintendo, um, movies, or anything of that kind. Um, Magic. I'm really excited about the website launch. Honestly, this week that's that's the big thing. So check out Thanks for Playing Live. You'll find a ton of our written content on there. Um, we got a lot of contributors going, some familiar voices and people that you might know. Um, spoiler alert, maybe Chambers having a think piece coming out soon. Oh yeah. Oh, we'll see. oh. Um, so yeah, we're expanding in some of the, into some of the written content game. Um, and you know, I, I think it'll be a really great space for us to explore, um, maybe smaller games, games we can't do for the podcast, um, news, uh, think pieces and things like that. So I'm just excited to get some of our own voice out there and really elevate some of the contributors that we've had for this podcast for a while. So um, thanks for playing. It's growing and it's very, very exciting. I love it. All right, everyone. This has been thanks for playing. Catch you next time. Scooby Boop. Thanks for playing as a production of Good Ideas Only. Your hosts are Lucas Luna and Matt Rockaby. Our music was done by the impeccable Samuel Luna, and our logo design was done by the talented Isaac Palestino. Special thanks to the Roll Call Bunch and Red Circle 